Good evening, good evening. Hopefully this episode not like the last one did. Um, oh shit, there you go. Here we go, the bullshit. Oh, there you go. Me and man, like I was saying, yeah, good evening, man. Hopefully this episode doesn't fake me out like the last one did. Um, hope all your brothers had a good week. Um, I had a good week myself. I ran uh, 76.11 miles, I think it was. Um, and I think that's crazy because two days I just... Uh, I just ran one session, so or more like ran seven miles one of those days. So I'm like, shit, I really could have did over 80, 80 miles. When I think about it, uh, feeling good, man. Uh, it's a great night for combat sports. We got the big Terrence Crawford first. I'm sorry, we got the big Errol Spence versus Terrence Crawford fight. Um, but this isn't what that episode is about. Uh, then in the UFC, we got a lot of good fights, too. We got Alex Pereira making his light heavyweight debut against Jan. Um, who else is on that card? I think Tony Ferguson is on that card going against Bobby Green, uh, Michael, I'm sorry, Dustin Poirier, and Justin Gaethje are fighting for the BMF title. Kevin Holland's fighting. Derek Lewis is on the prelims. Uh so yeah, it's it's shit. It's overall, man. These next few months are gonna be great for combat sports. We got Jamel Charlo going against uh, uh, Canelo. Um, oh, I'm sorry, we got one of the Charlos going against Canelo. Um, let me see. I think I had it right. Yeah, Jamel. Yeah, 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 Jamel. Yeah, okay. Um, let me see. But yeah, man, I just came over here. Uh, like I said, I was just chilling on YouTube. I literally just slept the whole day away. I ain't gonna lie, man. Like, I woke up. Um, I didn't get up up to, like, 11. Stayed up a few hours, went back to sleep. Um, I literally just slept the day away. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Getting ready for another good week. Gonna be another productive and busy week. Just getting ready for it. But, like I said, man, I was just chilling on YouTube. And I was just, and I saw a chinky. Um, those of us who are old enough to remember Chingy back in the early 2000s, like he was a, you know, he was a big sensation or a big deal in the 2000s. You know what I'm saying? I like the way you do it right there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, so I was just watching him getting interviewed on Vlad um, by Sean Perez. I think that's his name. And he spoke on, you know, he he's like, it was a very, well, I just watched one clip of the interview. <laughs> but um, you know, they uh he asked who um, you know, they asked, you know, about well Sean asked Chinky about you know, they were just, you know, chopping it up and Chingy was like, Yeah, man, he started talking about when he first met Usher and he called Usher the goat, you know, and then he asked him that Sean asked Chingy who will win in the verses between R. Kelly and Usher. And I'm like, for those that know me, I'm like, shit, and I'm like, R. Kelly, bro. I mean, that's that's not to discredit Usher because Usher is a legend. You know what I'm saying? Usher definitely is one of the goats. I mean, when we think about R and B artists, I mean Usher is definitely one of the first ones that come to mind. You know what I'm saying? Um, but in my opinion, I don't think anybody's touching R. Kelly just from a songwriting. And people forget, like, not only R. Kelly's hits, but look at who R. Kelly has wrote for. He's written for Michael Jackson and other notable artists. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like what uh, Air Spirit said about Paul Mooney. He said, Paul Mooney wrote for Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy. You a bad motherfucker when well, you write for other bad motherfuckers. The problem with Paul is he'll tell you he's a bad motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, so I'm like, shit, R. Kelly. So, Chingy said R. Kelly 
even if you would have said, Usher, I wouldn't have had a problem. I mean, everybody's entitled to their opinion. But, you know, what he talked about, he was like, and then Sean was like, yeah, man, I know nowadays R. Kelly is quote-unquote counseled and shit like that. And Chingy said, no, nah, I, I never counseled R. Kelly because, you know, and Chingy was like, yeah, all the interactions I had with R. Kelly, you know, I've seen him around women. I've seen him and his team check the IDs of women. You know what I'm saying? So I never saw uh, R. Kelly do nothing foul like that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yep, I agree with him. You know, and I agree from the standpoint of now we all know about the R. Kelly um, accusations or whatever the case may be, or what's being said about R. Kelly. And Chingy made a very interesting point. It, it was a lot of things that I caught on to because Chingy was speaking very. I don't want to say in code, but he was really saying a lot without saying too much. And what I mean by that is he was like, well, when you have R. Kelly, and I'm paraphrasing, and he was like, yeah, when you have a uh, catalog like R. Kelly's, he was like, yeah, like, you're going to have shit said about you. He was like, shit, they painted this man, had him, like, he had women locked in his basement. He had them all tied in the basement. We are, hey, I don't laugh. I'm really trying to be funny. But I really said on laugh because y'all remember the R. Kelly interview. He was getting interviewed by Gil King. And he was like, um, you know, I don't even know what the code is. Um, but if it is, I know I don't have. <laughs> hey, bro, y'all got to chill, bro. Y'all can't be doing this shit, bro. For real. Y'all can't be doing this shit, bro. I'm trying to have a real conversation, bro. And then he was like, she going to say, I had a whole time. In the way. Like, Hold on, a whole time, people. Whole time. <laughs> I mean, I ain't trying to laugh, but goddamn, that, that, bro, I remember, I think it was like a year or two ago, I finally saw the interview in its totality. Shit had me crying laughing. Or shit, R. Kelly, damn, they dropped another song, crying. I said, boy, goddamn, boy, R. Kelly, you gift. I said, boy, R. Kelly, you got it. You, shit, you the goat, R. Kelly, you, you, you are for real the goat. But, <clears throat> no, nah, man, so Chingy was like, yeah, man, when you have a catalog like his, and those of us that are aware of what goes on in the industry, we know how important a catalog is for somebody like a Prince, like a Michael Jackson, a Tupac, uh, in this case, R. Kelly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm willing to bet R. Kelly's catalog is worth a billion dollars. I mean, either a billion or close to it, I'd be willing to bet on it just for the simple fact. Like I said, look at all the R. Kelly's hits. Look at the people he's written for. Look at how or uh, 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 who R. Kelly was in the 90s and the 2000s. Like, R. Kelly was that dude, for real. Like, R. Kelly did a song with just about every fucking body. Like, you're not going to find too many artists, period, who didn't do a song with R. Kelly. You know what I'm saying? I know the popular thing now is to fake on them. But... Um. Yeah, man. But I'm like, shit. R. Kelly was that dude back then, bro. He had R. Kelly had songs with Usher. Like I said, he's written for Michael Jackson. He has countless of hits and albums and platinum records and diamond. You know what I'm saying? Like, R. Like R. Kelly's done it all, bro. You know what I'm saying? He has a Trapped in the Closet series, which I'm kind of questioning, questioning that title a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you trapped in the closet, R. Kelly? Something you trying to tell us? No, nah, I'm just playing. But no, man, so I'm like, R. Kelly is gifted, man. Like, I don't really say that about a lot of people, but R. Kelly really does have that gift of songwriting. You know what I mean? Um, R. Kelly is one of those people, like, I heard, um, I think he was on Corey Holcomb, uh, salute to, to the uh, to the OG Corey Holcomb, the original City Boy. 
Um, but yeah, he was on Corey Holcomb's show, or Corey Holcomb had an audio. He was talking to R. Kelly and R. Kelly's son. And I'm like, damn, R. Kelly still got it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, R. Kelly, one of those people, like, he was born to sing, he was born to be a songwriter. You know what I mean? Just one of those people, whether it be a Michael Jordan basketball player or, or a Michael Jordan being born to play basketball or Jerry Rice being born to play football or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? R. Kelly was born to be a songwriter. So when Chingy said that, and I'm like, hmm. And Chingy, even when Chingy was at his peak, you know, um, he said he's had instances when women or when mothers would push their daughters on him literally and say, you going with Chingy, knowing the daughter is underage. Um. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I'm a comment reader, so, you know, you boy like to read the comments on YouTube. And they were like, yeah, man, like, that's not that uncommon. Like, mothers have been pushing their daughters on, you know, wealthy men or famous men or rich men for years, for decades, you know. So that's a hell. That's a, that's an old practice. I think that's a quote-unquote tradition, isn't it? Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. But then, like, fathers, like, in arranged marriages, like, give their daughters up, you know what I'm saying, in exchange for, like, land or cattle or whatever the case may be, you know what I'm saying? Like, then they do that, too. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong on that. But I'm saying all that to say, but I'm saying all that to say, um, yes, sir. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I mean, I said all that to say, but, no, I mean, I didn't find what Chingy said was, I mean, I didn't, I was surprised by what Chingy said, because like I said, and this one, Chingy was in the pre-social media era, or Chingy was at his peak pre-social media, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, shit, I can't even imagine the shit that they were doing back then, pre-social media. I know everybody, I know everybody wants to you know, be surprised by how much you was on social media, but I look at it like, this is shit that we're seeing. How much shit have we not seen? You know what I'm saying? Because we're in the era of social media. Everybody wants to put any and everything out there. You know what I'm saying? But I think of it like, damn, like if we saying, oh, this crazy, like if, like if we're in us being in this, everybody has a phone, it's a cam- cameras are every fucking where, you know what I'm saying? And um, so like I said a minute ago, like I think about it, like damn, think about it, like how it was in the seventies, eighties, the nineties, and early two thousands, pre-social media, the shit that was going on back then. Because like they say, man, there's there's nothing new under the sun. You know what I mean? Um. So yeah, man, I, I wasn't surprised at all by what Chingy said. Because um, fame is a hell of a drug. Like, a lot of people want fame. A lot of people will do anything for money. A lot of people will figuratively and literally sell their soul for fame, for money, for fortune, for whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah, I wasn't surprised at all about what that brother said. And the reason I'm making this episode is because these are the things that men have to be aware of. And, and this could be like another... Um, another man need to be aware of the surroundings episode, but you know, like if you're a man, you're striving to be great. I'm not saying, I mean, whatever you want to do, you know what I'm saying? I mean, some people want to be famous. If you do more power to you, but I mean, let's ask Zion Williamson how being famous is, you know what I'm saying? Seem like this brother can't stay out of the damn headlines. Shit. He's been in the headlines more the past few months for off the court shit than he has for talking about being on the court. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
So with that being said, I'm like fame or being known like that or being seen like that isn't everything. Um, but but in my opinion, I just think men need to be aware. You know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of men fall because they're not aware or, you know, I think, in my opinion, man, I, I, I think men who are in those prominent positions, like they fall for many reasons. And one of the main reasons being like their ego. Like every man, and like I said before, man, every man has an ego, myself included. I'm, I'm not excluded for that. I mean, I know, you know, I, I mean, like every man, like if you aspire to be great or if you view yourself as being great, you have an ego. I don't think you can become great without having an ego because you have to have a sense of delusion. You have to have, and what I mean by delusion, like you have to be like, okay, like even though, okay, let's say if if you're aspiring to be a millionaire and you're, you know, going through that phase of getting it, you know what I'm saying? Like you have to have that faith and belief or quote unquote delusion. Like, okay, well, I don't have it now, but one day I will. You know what I'm saying? You got to put yourself in a position in order to get it and things of that nature. You know what I'm saying? So from that standpoint, yeah, like I said, every man has an ego. Nothing's wrong with it. But as long as as you're realistic about it, nothing is wrong with having an ego as a man. And, you know, these men in these prominent positions, like I mentioned, R. Kelly, uh, I I reference Zion Williamson, you know, and these men who get put in these situations like this, whether that be they've messed with the wrong female or, um, or like Chingy mentioned, they'll have underage females being literally pushed on them by their mothers or by the, the, the girl's mom and stuff like that or, or their parents, you know what I'm saying? That's not uncommon because people would literally do anything for money. You know what I'm saying? Fame, attention, money, fortune. It's all the same shit. Well, I'm not going to say it's all the same shit. But people would literally and figuratively sell their soul for it. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, uh, you definitely got to be aware, especially as a man, like you have a lot to lose. You know what I mean? And I think that's what a lot of men, I think the denial aspect too is also a, a, uh, another reason why men why uh, men fall who are in these prominent positions because on the outside looking in it's like man you were traveling the world and and i'm just using a general example i'm not speaking about anybody in particular um on the outside looking in it's like you traveling the world you know you have millions and millions of dollars and depending on you know how gifted and talented you are in your said profession you get hundreds of millions hell if not billions of dollars you're traveling the world you're seeing different countries you're coming across different women you're basically living a lifestyle a lot of men want to live you know what i'm saying but at the same time it's like damn like you'll fall from grace you'll be on top of the world one day and then literally the the the, the uh you know the world will be on top of you you know what I'm saying? And on the outside looking in, it's like, damn, well, how would that happen? How did you not, how would you not know that, you know, those pitfalls were there? You know what I'm saying? And I think, especially in the social media era or a day and age we're in, like a lot of men, 
downplay and I feel victim to this as well. I ain't gonna say feel victim, but I've been naive in my younger years. And what I mean by naive, like a, like some men, like we think like women don't know who we are. You know what I'm saying? Just like our views on podcast episodes or just like I've used a reference on podcast episodes and on my Instagram story. For those of y'all who follow me on Instagram, you know, I've, I mean, I've always said, you know, if you want to know about a woman, all you have to do is go on her social media page. Like if you're an employer or if you're applying for a job, that said employer is going to run a background check, drug test, going to find out, you know, that's 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 why they always put on the application. You know, like, can we, you know, can we contact former employers? Some do, some don't, but I just want to see what you're going to say. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you say no, that's going to, like, that's a rare flag. Like, okay, how come you don't want us to contact your former employer? Like, what happened at your previous employer that you don't want us to know? You see what I'm saying? And will that same thing or worse happen here? You see what I'm saying? So, like, I've used that analogy before. If you want to know about a female, you have to, as a man, you have to have the mindset of an employer. Like, okay, social media is her resume. You're an employer, and her page or whatever is her resume. She's the applicant. I'm sorry, I said that wrong. She's the applicant. You're the employer, and her page or pages are the resume. Is an art of resume. You know what I'm saying? Um, people can call us stalking or lurking, but as a man, especially in today's time, it's so easy to get caught up in bullshit. You can have a case put on you. God forbid. I, I don't wish that on any man. Um, you, I mean, and, and and when I say a case, it's more than one case. You can have a domestic violence case put, uh, put against you. Because it's always when I know they say he say, she say. But in this era when what the woman says goes in the courtroom. See what I'm saying? Unless you just have substantial, substantial evidence to back your claim or your case to prove that you're innocent. In a he say she say situation, quote unquote, what the woman says is always gonna be be uh, be taken as gospel. Like you see what I'm saying? So that's what men have to be aware of. But like I was saying, um, men just have to know, just have to be prepared. Like it's not lurking, it's not stalking. If you're going on her page, because like I said, these women vicariously live on social media. Um, they live on social media. They post any and everything. They hell, they go from posting where they are, their location, what they believe in or don't believe in. Every time they eat, they got to fucking post it. You know what I'm saying? Like females literally post every fucking thing they do on a day-to-day basis, on an hourly basis, some of them. You know what I'm saying? Depending on how big the platform is. Well, hell, they can have a small platform to do the shit. You know what I mean? But, uh... But yeah, man. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, like I was saying, though. Yeah, man. They just, in my opinion, men fall from a lack of awareness. Um, and like I said, man, if you're a man and you don't have a big platform, you're thinking like, oh man, like people don't really notice me, don't really know who I am. But just how, as a man, and you know, I, I think I'm probably one of the only few men that actually admit this, but what, what, I mean, what, I mean, look, man, hell, we in a social media era or day and age, so fuck it, I'll admit it, do I go on females' page and look? Absolutely, I ain't gonna lie to y'all, you know what I'm saying, but when I, just, just like as a man, when we go on these females' pages and look at them, they do the same thing to us, you know what I'm saying, and how do I know that? Somebody may ask, well, damn, CEO, how you know that? Well, think about it, bro, you know what I'm saying?
saying? Like, you can think as a man, you think, oh, I'm all, man, I'm just up and coming, or I'm just this and that. And I look at it from the standpoint of whether you have five followers, 10 followers, 1,500, 15,000, 150 million, whatever the case may be, bro, females are always looking to come up. You see what I'm saying? People in general, but especially females. Like, the, and this isn't, uh, bashing female episode um i never really bash women to begin with you know what i'm saying but um yeah like i was saying uh like they're always looking for that next big thing you know what i'm saying or that next thing you know what i'm saying that's just that's just in a woman's nature that's not me dissing women that's not me down talking to this effect that's just how they're wired especially nowadays you know like i've said before and like i continue to say women they'll they're like they're gonna do what they want to do they're gonna tell you what they're gonna do they're gonna be unapologetic about it you know what i'm saying so that being said, you know, whether, I mean, as a man, you'll think, or if you're a content creator, you may think, like, oh, man, like, nobody really paying attention to my shit like that. Like, they not, like, people will never really tell you, like, how much, like, they watch your uh, content or shit that you post on your store or whatever the case may be. And I can relate to that. And I use myself as an example. So people that know me or that follow me on social media know that I run a lot during the week. You know what I'm saying? I run a lot of miles. Um, so, and so in my mind, cause sometimes I'll be honest with y'all, like I do run early in the morning. So I'm like, okay, well it's early in the morning. It's two, three, sometimes a little earlier than that, depending on how I feel or what time I get up. I'm like, okay, ain't nobody out here. It's just me, all these damn deer and skunk and all this shit. People are like, deer and skunk, but where the hell you live at? Hey bro, how my here? How my here? <laughs> shit, like for real, like, man, I guarantee y'all, bro. Like when I go running in the morning, I'm going to see some damn skunk in deer. Never fucking fails, man. Shit, I, hell, I'd rather see them two animals see other animals. I ain't going to speak on the other animals. But, yeah, man, so, like I said, man, um, you know, so I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, shit, it's just me and the animals, you know what I'm saying? I may get, like, a car or two that may pass me, but I'm like, bro, it's one, two, three o'clock in the morning. Bro, ain't nobody seeing me like that. Show sure enough. Then, so, like, lately or, like, some days I'll do, like, multiple sessions in a day. I'll run two, sometimes three, depending on my schedule and how I feel. So I remember one time, and I've seen a woman before. And like I said, I'm just using it as, as, as a, I'm just using this as an example. Um, so this was like last week sometime, and I was running in the evening, like I mean, like I usually do. And you know, I saw this woman, and you know, at the point where I usually come to a stopping point, not the workout, but like I sprint. I'm sorry, I jog, then I sprint for a while, jog, then walk, then then they repeat that. You know what I'm saying? But I walk like I don't walk that much, honestly. I do more jogging than anything, jogging and sprinting. Not like, I'm not sprinting the whole time, fuck y'all. But, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, so she was like, yeah, like I see you like I, like early in the morning or in the evening and in the morning and in the evening and early in the morning. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, sometimes, and uh, to myself, I started laughing. She was like, yeah, like keep up the good work. And people always tell me good job and shit like that. I'm saying, I, I mean, I talked about that on my Instagram story. I don't really, well, well, let me finish this before I say that. So when she said it, in my mind, I started laughing because I said, I'm like, damn, like sometimes I run one, two, three o'clock in the morning, bro. And I don't, bl- well, I, well, I have earphones in, of course. And I'm like, damn, here I am thinking, you know, like I said, man, when I do stuff, I don't really think much of it. I'm not downplaying myself. But like I said in my Instagram story the other day, like, I don't, 
I don't really get caught up in what I do in the moment. I'm always thinking ahead. You know what I'm saying? Like, people always ask me, like, why do I run? Uh, why do I run as much as I do? Because I do run a lot, to be honest with you. Um, you know, and I say, man, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just getting my body used to for when I start training. I would rather get my body used to the training now before I start versus my, trying to get my body used to training as I'm training, like, if that makes sense. It's no different from a boxer or a UFC fighter. I take like like I take the approach they do. I look at it like, okay, like if you're in a certain weight class, like you're trying to keep your weight at a certain number. So when you start training camp, of course, if you work out, eat right, you know what I'm saying, consistency, shit like that, you automatically lose weight. I mean, we all know that, but it's like I look at it like, why would I just train to lose weight? I can lose weight, get lean get healthy now and then once I start training I can amplify that you see what I'm saying so that's my mindset but like I say man I'm thinking people don't see me and this has happened a lot you know like people damn near every day I run they tell me you know they stop and talk to me tell me congratulations on how much weight I lost for those wondering I lost 80 plus pounds since last year well from last year to now I lost 80 plus pounds um plan on losing even more weight um, shit, to be honest with you, man, with how I'm training and how, well, with how I'm going to train, realistically, I can see myself losing over 100 pounds easy. And that's not hyperbole or anything like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just, you know, that's just, you know, that's I, like I can realistically see myself losing that much weight. Because, I mean, I eat relatively healthy for the most part now. I mean, I have my moments, you know. I Like, I eat sweets, you know. If I want, like, a piece of fried chicken or some chicken or something like that, I eat it. I ain't going to lie to y'all. You know what I'm saying? If I want a burger or something, I eat that too. I'm not going to lie to y'all. If I want a piece of pizza. Like, I have to be in a mood for pizza, man. Like, people ask me, like, what cheap foods do I like? Um, or, quote, unquote, cheap meals I like. I'm like, I'm not big in, like, having a whole cheap day. But if I have a moment, if I want a burger or if I want a slice of pizza or something, I'll, I'll indulge. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, I have a good time, but I don't have to kill myself just to have a good time either. You know what I'm saying? Because um, that's just how I look at it, man. Like, you can enjoy yourself without killing yourself. You know what I mean? But, but yeah, man, like I was saying, though, but, and let me get back to the point. But, yeah, like I just used that whole fitness thing or my fitness kind of experience as an like as an example because here I am thinking I mean like I say man I like I run in a hundred plus degree weather every day well six days a week sometimes multiple times uh, a day you know what I'm saying I don't think much of it but to other people like they really like bro when I tell y'all bro like people really like stopping me like or like stopping well, shit, whatever they pass by, they honk the horn, they wave. More women coming up to me now, shit like that, and I'm just like, oh, here we go, you know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, I mean, it's, I mean, it comes to territory. Like I said, I've, I've never been big on compliments. Um, for those that know me, know why I say that. Uh, for those that don't, I mean, I'm not too keen on compliments. You know what I'm saying? I don't really care for them. In fact, I'd rather not get them. But I still don't stop people from trying to give me compliments. I'm like, you can say what you want. I just fuck that. You know what I'm saying? Respectfully, like I said in my story yesterday, I have a goal or I have goals. I'm not like I'm accomplishing. I look at it like, don't tell me congratulations while I'm in the process. You know what I'm saying? Just like that infamous Kobe Bryant interview. 
I forgot which playoff series that was, but they were up like two games or nothing or something like that. I could be wrong, but I think it was when they were playing the Magic in the finals. I believe. I forgot. But somebody can – y'all probably know the interview, like, the interview I'm talking about, but I forgot which, like, which playoff series it was. And Kobe Bryant, he was like um, – you know, and, and the reporter asked him, and of course, I'm paraphrasing, he was like, you're not smiling, you're up two games or nothing, or whatever the case may be, and Kobe was like, job finished. Job not finished. And Kobe asked me, he was like, it, it, like it's a job finished? And then the uh, reporter or interviewer said no, and Kobe was like, okay, then. So I look at it, even once I get to that point, or even after I knock the goal, I don't congratulate me, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just my mindset, you know what I mean? Because I look at it like the more, like, I just let my results do my talking. You know, like me take care of myself. That's my biggest compliment. You know what I'm saying? Like that's me complimenting myself. I'm like, okay, well, you're creeping up on your prime as a man here in a few years or at the beginning of your prime as a man. Why not take care of yourself? So when you get older, you know what I'm saying? Because like I said, I, like even though I'm almost 26, I'm thinking about my life when I'm 30, 35, 40, so forth and so forth. You know what I mean? So with that being said, I look at it like while I'm still young, and while I'm still able, because I'll be honest, bro, I know I'm not going to be able to run all these miles one day. I mean, you know, every, every I mean, like they say, man, every great thing comes to an end. And I look at it like, why, well, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just need to keep myself in the best shape possible so when I'm older, you know what I'm saying, I, I don't have underlying health issues or comorbidities or shit like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm healthy. Um, you know, drink a lot of water. Don't smoke or drink. I don't eat a lot of fast food all hours of the night, laying down, all that stupid shit, you know what I'm saying? But like I said, I just used that fitness as an example to what I was saying about men not being aware, you know what I'm saying? Because the lack of awareness can really be a man's downfall. You know, I mean, we, in hell, nowadays we've seen, you know, not just athletes, but famous quote-unquote men in general, hell, we can, hell, we, in hell, we all may know someone personally just seemed like he had you know everything in the world going for him and for whatever reason shit just didn't pan out maybe he messed with the wrong female or whatever the case may be so yeah man how long have i been talking yeah man i thought yeah man I, I think that's it um like i said I, I really didn't plan on making this episode um but like i said just that chingy interview i watched or what he said in the interview really made me kind of want to I want to make an episode based around that, um, you know, because that's one of the many pitfalls that men need to be aware of. You know what I'm saying? Just because a woman approaches you, that doesn't mean that her intentions or motives are genuine. Or just because somebody smiles in your face, that doesn't mean that they're genuine. You know what I'm saying? Just because somebody calls you brother, um, just somebody, or just because a dude may call you bro, fam, famo, cuzzo, whatever niggas call themselves nowadays, just because the females call you babe, baby, sweetheart, love, all this other shit, you know what I'm saying? Or, or whatever nickname a female give you, and I mean that she has your best interest, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, everybody has motives, just like my mama told me when I was 18. You know what I'm saying? I never forget that shit. That was really one of the realest conversations my mom and I we've ever had. Cause she was like, women have, <clears throat> she, she was like, women have motives. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yep, that's very true. So people have motives. Men just need to be aware. Nothing's wrong with having a, an ego as a man, especially the greater you are, or the greater you want to become, because that's 
that's how you achieve greatness in my opinion um people can call that narcissist uh, people can call that being narcissistic or you know narcissism or whatever the case may be i believe in order to be great there is a level of narcissism that that comes with it you know because you do have to be selfish in order to get your goals accomplished you have to devote so much time and effort and energy and blood sweat and tears into perfecting your craft or profession you know what i'm saying and and like i said man as a man you like you need an ego especially to be great you know what i'm saying don't let anybody tell you oh you gotta be humble like look i only humble myself before the most high that's it outside of that i'm not humbling myself before uh, like a man or a person or nothing like that not saying i need to stun floss on the person either but i'm not gonna downplay my value to make an insecure person feel better about themselves like you know what i'm saying that's like that's just my mindset um not on some alter ego type shit, but that's just my mindset, you know, because I look at it like, uh, yeah, like, I, I mean, like I said, I only humble myself before the most high. Um, I'm not humbling myself before any man or I'm not going to downplay myself because I know the work I put in daily. I know where I'm going in life. I know how my life is going. I know the work I put in. So I don't I don't need to downplay myself to appease anybody's insecurity. You know what I'm saying? So. With that being said, man, yeah, that's the episode. Man, just need to be aware, um, especially the greater you are. Just know that the greater, and I was meaning to say this for a while. I was going to say this on my Instagram story, but fuck it. I'll say it right here. Um, just know, man, as a man, no matter what you want to accomplish, just know that the greater you are or the more that you want to do, just be prepared for the bullshit that comes with it. The more great you want to achieve, just know that the bullshit um, it, it's it's like the the level of greatness you want to achieve, the bullshit uh, elevates as well. You know what I'm saying, or elevates with that. So yeah, man. With that being said, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, that's the episode. Uh, every, should everybody enjoy all these fights we got tonight? Um, some people may ask me, "Who you got winning, big dog?" Don't fucking worry about who I got winning. Nah, I'm <laughs> nah, man. I think Errol Spence gonna win, man. Um, I fuck with both fighters heavy. Like I said, both uh, Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford are, are both in my top five currently. I forgot where they're ranked on a pound for pound, but I'm pretty sure that they're both in the top five as well. Whoever win tonight will be number one for sure. Um, this is one of those fights I kind of go back and forth on, man. Like, But it's like, to me, like I said, like the fact that Errol Spence is an underdog, although he's a unifying champ, I'm like, damn. Like, I know Terrence Crawford is technically the better fighter. He's a switch hitter. He can go from southpaw to to orthodox. Um, He has the longer reach, Terrence Crawford, although he's like two inches shorter. Um, He does have the longer reach than Errol. He has more experience. He's far more rounds than Errol. He's far more fights than Errol. But... As these kids on Instagram say, man, Errol got that dog. I'm not saying that Terrence Crawford doesn't because you don't get to that level and you don't fight the way Terrence Crawford fight without being a dog. But I just think if this fight goes past eight rounds, like I think it will, because I don't, I, don't, I don't see this fight going a distance. You know what I'm saying? But if it does, well, I'm sorry, if this fight doesn't go to distance and in those later rounds, like to like due to his pressure, his jab, his power, um, his IQ, both of their IQs are insane, especially Earl Spence. I don't think Earl Spence gets enough credit for his ring craftiness and his IQ. Um, 
Yeah, so yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm leaning more towards Arrow, 10th uh, round knockout. Um, but yeah, man, with that being said, would I be mad if Terrence Crawford lost or, or won? No, nah, because this is one of those fights at the end of the day, if you're a boxing fan, quote-unquote, or if you're a boxing aficionado or if you're a boxing purist, whatever the case may be, this is a great fight. Regardless of the outcome, as long as nobody's robbed, clearly, you know, if if Errol Spence wins, you I mean, you can't be mad at that. Terrence Crawford wins, you can't be mad at that. Hell, even if it's a draw, this fight very well can be a draw because I think they uh, have a rematch clause in their contract, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong about that. But, um, yeah, man, it, it, it very well could be a draw. I don't think it will be a draw. And like I said, I don't, I don't think this fight is going to distance. Um, this is one of those fights that – we could potentially be talking about for years, you know, just for the simple fact these are two undefeated welterweights in their prime, in the same time fighting for un for uh, fighting for undisputed. Now, Terrence Crawford is already undisputed in another division. A lot of people don't or not mentioning that, so he'll be two times undisputed, or he'll be yeah he'll be a two time undisputed champ if he wins tonight. Terrence Crawford, I'm talking about. Um, but, yeah, man, so, like, yeah, this is a great year for combat sports um, so far, a great night for combat sports. Like I said, you got boxing, you got MMA, so whether if you're a boxing fan or MMA fan or if you're both, I mean, this is a night. And I made a comment on Instagram. I was like, this is like your wife and your side chick coming together. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like your wife and your side chick, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of men want a wife and a side chick. But, like, hey, 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 I don't talk about that right now. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, man, like I said, it's a great night for combat sports. Uh, and shit, got a great rest of the year of combat sports, too. We got Charlotte versus Canelo, John Jones versus Stipe, Hamza Chimaya versus Paulo Costa. Uh, who else is fighting? I feel like it's a big one I'm forgetting. Is It's another one, too, man. I think Anthony Joshua, yeah, Anthony Joshua and Dylan White are fighting again, I think, next month. Shit in a few weeks, actually, if I remember correctly. I think they're fighting August 12th, if I remember correctly. Uh, so it's a great so it's a great year for boxing, man. This is what the heavyweight division should have had some years ago. They can still have it now, but, uh, man, fuck it. I mean, hey, man, we got Terrence Crawford versus Aerosmith, so can't be too mad at that. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, if you're a boxing fan, this like, is like, regardless of the outcome, like I said, as long as they're not a robber, as long as there's not a robbery, as far as, like, how the judges score it and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, regardless of who wins or even if it's a draw, it's just, like, just the fact this fight is happening. It's like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is a generational type of fight for real, you know, because how often is it that you have two fighters in the same division, both undefeated in their prime, fighting for undisputed? Now, we could have had it some years ago um, with Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua. That fight never fell through. That would have been a big fight as well, um, especially you know Anthony Joshua coming from a different country. Both them, like both of them being quote unquote black men. Um, Errol uh, Spence and Terrence Crawford are both quote unquote black men. So I think that enhances it. You know what I'm saying? People may not like me saying that, but it's true. I mean, let's just be honest. You know, just like all these years, and I'm gonna say this real quick tonight in the episode. 
Um, just like all those years when boxing fans were saying pre like Deontay Wilder or shit like that, they were like, oh man, like the heavyweight division just doesn't have a champion or a great champion or like an American champion. You know what I'm saying? Now it's been champions, you know, like after like uh, the late great Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson, Lennox Lewis, things like that. Well, I'm sorry, I'm gonna just keep it to the American. Uh, the the late great Muhammad Ali, George Foreman, Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield people like that you know what i'm saying but what do they mean when they say like boxing knees and like a great american champion they're referring to a black man you know what i'm saying uh they may not just not outright say it but that's the truth you know um so yeah man like i said um yeah, so like I said, man, like I said, uh, the heavyweight division definitely can still have a big fight, but the two champions are not quote-unquote black men. I'm not saying it, it won't be a big fight, but given the fact, like, like, it's a lot of bullshit, and, like, it's a lot of politics in boxing, sports in general, but especially, like, it's politics no matter what you do. You know what I'm saying? Like, the more money is involved, it's just the more political shit's going to be. You know what I'm saying? That's just how it goes, but... Like I said, man, great, great night, great fight. And, and my Floyd Mayweather voice, uh, it's going to be a hell of a night. <laughs> Bars, you know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah, man. Um, yeah, I think I said everything I had to say, man. Uh, yeah, salute to Chingy on what he said in the interview. Um, I'm not surprised by it. In fact, um, and I know Sean Perez said that I think more artists need to come forth and talk about, you know, that like their will, the male artists need to come and talk about their experiences like that. And I'm like, eh, they ain't going to do that, you know, because they may fear the backlash they may get. You know what I'm saying? But that's the episode. I did enough yapping. I've been talking for 40 minutes. Um, yeah, man. And as usual, y'all get off my damn phone.